Welcome to the Extra Point Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, TJ Guthrie, Jared Beans, and Garrett Boss. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire Show. Sagam Dragom or Tagum. I am your host, Garrett Voss. I am here to look at the waiver wire. That's pretty much how it goes, right? So, uh, bye weeks are coming in hot. I haven't released an episode in the last week or two. Sorry about that. Some technical difficulties. Not really. I think I just forgot one week. And I forget what happened to the other. So I'm sorry. But I'm here now. And I'm ready to give you some expert advice. I am leading the league, my league, in... Not in standings, but in waiver wire moves. I am a connoisseur, and I have a lot of information, and I can help you get through some bye weeks or just find some snags off the off the wire. So let's get right into it. We're gonna start off with quarterbacks. Um, Marcus Mariota, first guy on the list, just dispatched the Patriots with the Titans this weekend. Really impressive win. Um, I was kind of really down on him actually a couple weeks ago. And two or three weeks ago, he's just he wasn't playing well. Uh, but these last two weeks, I've really shown, you know, that he he is a very, uh, you know, a worthwhile quarterback that can be streamed off the wire. Not someone you really want to, you know, start week to week. Um, but he is definitely on a hot streak. Uh, he appears to be all the way back from his elbow in- injury that was like giving him numbness or whatever. Uh, he scored at least twenty five in consecutive games now so he's definitely someone you can look at he's only owned in like 32 percent of leagues um for a good stream and he's playing against the colts who don't have the best defense we don't know if for our next quarterback uh joe flacco he might be hurt so that means the backup lamar jackson could be a very nice play off the waiver wire somebody i would actually target uh probably first if Flacco is hurt. He's playing against the Bengals, who got absolutely destroyed by the New Orleans Saints. And I know the Saints are – I mean, Ravens are a good team, but the Saints are really good team. Um, so, But Lamar Jackson could definitely have a field day against the Bengals if Joe Flacco goes out and hopefully take his job because I've never been a big fan of Flacco. Not that he's bad, but just – I don't know. Just That's just how it is. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> Dak Prescott. This is the third quarterback I'm going to mention. I'm just kind of going through these, but um, he is the third quarterback I'd like to get into. He comes into week 11. He's scored at least 21 points in past three of his past four. Uh, with Amari Cooper, he's looking like a stronger play week in, week out. Um, he finally has a weapon. He's trying to prove that he's worth an, a big contract to Dallas. I don't know if he's going to do it. But he's playing against, uh, he has a great matchup against the Falcons, who have an awful, an awful defense against quarterbacks. Secondary is awful. Second most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks this year. And only one quarterback was, had not scored 21 against him, I remember reading. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember. But anyway, he's definitely someone you can look at against the Falcons defense. Probably, actually my favorite quarterback off the wire this week <clears throat> and so we'll just go into running backs now um not much we're getting into the, you know later end of the season here so uh, these are people usually just plugged in to help you through a bye week i don't know how many can be picked up at this point that are going to be able to have a consistent workload 
uh, week in, week, week out. But if there is anybody that will have a consistent workload or that I think could have a consistent workload that is on most waiver wires is Josh Adams out of Philadelphia. Uh, the Eagles' backfield is actually a disaster um, for fantasy purposes. Chris, or Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood have been underwhelming. Josh Adams has appeared to be the best running back out of the three, and he started off third string, and it appears that Peterson is kind of hinting that Adams is going to get more carries. Um, I think it could be the start of uh, a more lopsided backfield. I'm sure that Smallwood and Clement will still get in there a little bit, but I think Adams is going to be the main guy. Um, he doesn't catch a lot of passes, but with him assuming more of a bigger role and being the better running back, you know, uh, he could be that guy, and Smallwood could see his receiver, his receiving pass or receiving plays cut down, and Josh Adams filled in there and be a decent PPR play potentially. I don't really want to talk about Rashad Penny, but I will. With Carson, Chris Carson was out in Week Ten. Penny had a really good day. Um, Twelve carries for 108 yards, actually insane. Impressed. Care Pete, Pete Carroll. I mean, that's the guy the Seahawks wanted when they drafted him. Um, it really makes it confusing uh, going forward for the Seahawks backfield. Overall, I think it's not a good thing for fantasy because people probably already have Chris Carson, and I would assume Chris Carson's definitely the guy going forward to have out of those three. I would expect Mike Davis's. Uh, I would expect his snaps to go down a significant amount if Penny is, like Pete Carroll says, on the up in that offense. Um, and the next one I will just touch on is Elijah McGuire for running backs. Uh, they got absolutely destroyed by the Bills. So embarrassing. Um, wasn't there another team that got destroyed by the Bills? Yeah, the Vikings. A very Viking-esque loss for the Jets. Lost 41-10 to to the Bills, like I said. But McGuire had a decent day despite that. It wasn't, like, viable fantasy, but, like, just efficiency-wise, he had six carries for 30 yards, uh, three catches for 27 on six targets. He had the same amount of touches as Isaiah Crowell. He's really being the new Bilal pal in that offense. Um... But Crowell was held to a lot less yards. Um, the Jets could start leaning to McGuire going forward if you need someone just to fill in and get you a few points. I think McGuire is going to get probably at least eight points um, in the next week. But and he do he does actually have potential to um, take over a little bit. But I really doubt that they're going to cut Crowell or Isaiah Crowell out of the picture completely. But he could see some upside in that offense for sure. And we're going on to wide receivers now. Um, Kiki Cutie's returning uh, in this week. He's been injured. He's returning against Washington, at Washington. Uh, he's been out the past two games. They signed Demarius Thomas to kind of fill the gap because Will Fuller's on IR and Cutie was out for two games. Demarius Thomas is now in the picture. And now Cutie's back. So now this is where we're going to really find out, you know, who's who in this offense. We know DeAndre Hopkins is number one. But who's going to be number two? Demarius Thomas was underwhelming in his first week, and they were on by last week, I believe. And uh, so Cutie's going to come back, and he's going to him and Demarius Thomas are going to have to figure out who is the you know the number two behind DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think Cutie is definitely the better receiver at this point. I think Demarius is just he's he's run his course a little bit. He's just on the tail end of his 
career. I think he's 32. But, yeah, he's playing against Jacksonville. Um, or, you know, he's not. That was, they played, he played against Jacksonville. I was looking at a stat in week seven. But he is combined for 17 catches on 160 yards on 22 targets. And, uh, Against and that was in week four and five, so if he can stay healthy, QD can definitely be a solid pickup off the wide receivers. Um, Chris Godwin's always a guy you can look at. Uh, Fitzpatrick is definitely um, a better quarterback for Godwin. He's they're facing against they're they're facing the Giants in week eleven. Uh, he's a solid solid receiver in general and in an offense that's been as explosive and shown to be as explosive as Tampa Bay. And they're going to fall behind in, like, most of their games. This might be the one game they'll actually be able to win. Uh, Chris Godwin's a solid play. Anthony Miller is another guy you can pick up. He was the he's the rookie out of Chicago. Prior to Week 10 against Detroit, Miller led the Chicago receivers over the past three games. Um, so Week 7, 8, 9, he led the receivers in targets with 20. He scored at least nine points in PPR uh, PPR leagues in three of his previous four and two touchdowns in that in that in those games. Allen Robinson has been playing well, but Anthony Miller could be the guy under that. I also like Taylor Gabriel, but I think Anthony Miller's kind of cutting into the offense of Chicago that's been surprisingly effective. A guy that I would not like to pick up is Josh Reynolds out of Los Angeles uh, Rams with Cooper Cup going out again. Reynolds is going to be headed for a bigger role, but we've seen him in the past uh, in that role with Cup out and with Cooks out or whoever out. The receivers have been injured all over the place. Reynolds has never really been effective, so he's going to have to prove it to you before you pick him up. So leave him on the bench, tag him. Not your bench. Leave him on the waiver wire, tag him. Don't put him on your bench. And Brandon Marshall got signed by the New Orleans Saints. So... He's probably probably was a better receiver than Dez in his prime. Um, really feel bad for Dez Bryant, but Marshall is a solid addition, and he could do a decent job on the opposite side of Michael Thomas. Um, Traquan Smith will probably be on the outside, so then Brandon Marshall might actually be lining up in the slot here or on the outside and put Michael Thomas in the slot. We'll see how it goes, but the Orleans State offense, regardless, is incredible, and any receiver in that setting. He's going to do well. The only tight ends I'm going to talk about really quick, like super quick, are John Hireman and Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, Seals-Jones, 18% of leagues. John Hireman, 10%. Uh, Hireman had a big breakout week when Demarius Thomas went out. Uh, he had 10 catches, 83, and a touchdown on 11 targets. And we... I'm hoping Cortland Sun will eventually emerge as, you know, a stronger option in that offense. But for now, here Hireman's getting the targets. He had a solid week again last week, um, five for 50, 51 or so. But he is only owned in 10% of the league, so definitely someone you can go pick up. Ricky Seals Jones only owned in 18%, like I said. Uh, and he, his nine targets against the Chiefs was tied for second with David Johnson behind Larry Fitzgerald with nine targets. So Larry Fitzgerald had 10. Seals Jones got a solid target share when the uh, Arizona Cardinals actually were able to do something with the ball on offense now that Brian Leftwich or Byron Leftwich is running the show. So yeah.
Defenses I'd be targeting would be, I'll start off with the defense I targeted. I actually picked them up last week knowing they were going to have a good week this week. That is the Panthers. They're owned in 64% of the league, so it's not likely that they are available, but they could be. Um, Giants are facing Tampa Bay. That's not worthwhile. Steelers are facing Jacksonville. That's a good one. Cardinals against Oakland could actually be a secret a secret snag of the week. Maybe if you really need a defense, I would look at the Cardinals against Oakland. Oakland has been bad in almost every game. I would even say that they are going to, I don't know, they're going to do awful against the Cardinals, I would imagine as well. I don't see that offense turning around anytime soon. And, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I want to touch on kickers. So you can just figure that out. You know, just put all the names in the hat and pick one out. I'm sure that's about as good analysis you're going to get. Kickers are just wild cards for the most part unless you have them on a really good offense like uh, Will Lutz from the Saints or Guskowski from Patriots. It just depends. Just target the high-powered offenses if they're available. And other than that, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point. Follow us on Twitter at underscore The Extra Point.